You know, I once played a doctor on an in, uh, not an Instagram live video, but a YouTube video. Uh, the Emotional Saints fan, but I am one of the farthest thing from an actual doctor that you'll ever find. I could never be a doctor. I do not do well with bones and blood and guts and intestines and muscle and all that crazy stuff. I can't do it. I don't have the stomach for it. Some people, I mean, I, I hold people who can do that stuff and work in the medical field in very high regard because that is just not me. I, again, I just don't have the stomach for it. So... Our next guest is one of those men who I have a great deal of respect for. He joined us many a times at our old station on ESPN 1420 down in Lafayette, Louisiana, specifically when we were talking fantasy football on our fantasy football show because he has brilliantly come up with the brand of the Fantasy Doc where he will literally lock into all things fantasy football and go over, or not even football, he does basketball you know, players and things like that. Guys who are dealing with injuries in major sports in which we all care about. And he does a great job keeping us informed. He just did a Julio Jones injury check. And, and he does an injury risk and gives you if it's moderate, high, or low. Performance expectation, target round to draft those guys. A lot of cool stuff that he does. Follow him up on Instagram at fantasy docs for all his great content but he is a former msu team doctor excuse me team physician sports medicine he's currently in that and a ucla mba doctor nithin natwa joins us now what's up doc what's going on greg great to be on glad to hear that you're thriving on chattanooga hey i'm doing my best doing my best i do miss lafayette a little bit in in louisiana but it's been cool being here in chattanooga and i'm, I'm so happy that you wanted to jump on with me here today to talk a little bit about the kids and just looking at the NFL draft from a different perspective and an injury perspective because there are some guys who are going to be going tonight and throughout the weekend who have dealt with some major injuries in their college career that teams are going to have to be assessing. And and one of the ones that I remember seeing on your Instagram page and what I think was the one that kind of, you know, made me want to reach out to you to say, hey, look, do you want to do this was... Uh, Justin Fields and his uh, what what he has going on with the uh, with the epilepsy. So talk a little bit about what he's dealing with and how that might affect you know somebody looking to draft him and his prospect going forward into the National Football League. Yeah, I I did go a little bit of a deep dive into Justin Fields and it came out that he disclosed that he had been dealing with an epilepsy disorder throughout his entire life and he had been on medication for it and that's obviously pretty scary because epilepsy. If for people that don't know, means a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. And if you're a football player that takes a lot of hits, it sounds like having a lifelong seizure disorder would be something that's pretty concerning. But the good news about it is that I touched base with one of my one of my close friends because I'm not a neurologist, and they're obviously true experts on this, who was a sports neurologist for the LA Rams, uh, Dr. Kavishbar, and kind of went over what the implications of this injury are or this condition are for him. And they're not, they're not really a big deal. It seems like he's never had a seizure while playing football, and it seems like his condition is really well controlled on medication, which my colleague decided meant that he likely had something called juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, which is considered a benign condition and is honestly extremely, extremely well controlled with, uh, with medication. So 
He was of the opinion that in, in the NFL medical circles, this isn't really anything that would move the needle in terms of Justin Fields' draft potential. Now, when you move forward into the draft, and this is somebody that we've talked a lot about, and I don't know how much you've dove into a guy like Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, the cornerback. He's had some back issues and you know some back surgeries and whatnot. He's a guy who a lot of people were saying could be one of the top graded corners in the in this entire draft if he wasn't if it weren't for these injuries. So when you look at a guy like Caleb Farley, how do you assess the injuries that he's had and and coming into the draft and how far he slipped and you know, is a team maybe lower in the first round getting an absolute steal if this guy can stay healthy? And how much of a risk is it, do you think, to take a guy like this? So with him, unfortunately, there wasn't too much clarification on what he had. Like you said, he did have some back surgeries, and then he also had a torn ACL. The ACL is something that is pretty easy to address. He does have an increased risk of early on arthritis for anyone that suffers an ACL injury, whether or not they get it repaired. But uh, in terms of the back surgeries that were very poorly defined, it's tough to say how he's going to go. It definitely is a risk. Uh, He's at an increased risk for for back spasms as well, too, just associated with kind of some back history, I would assume that these surgeries that happen, sometimes these players, they have a little bit of a disc herniation, and what happens is they do what's called a microdiscectomy, where they kind of just clip away the little pieces that are pushing out, so that way they don't push on any nerves. That's obviously a lot of hypothesizing there, but it's very unlikely that he had anything serious like a fusion surgery or something like that, because it'd be pretty difficult to play at an NFL level after having that kind of procedure done. But yeah, I mean, it's very tough to say with someone with a history like that. I'm personally a risk-averse type of an individual, and if we're talking the higher the higher rounds, that seems like something to stay away from, uh, just because you know they you want these corners to have a lot of burst, you want them to have a lot of durability, and if they're already coming in having it seems like three major surgeries, that's that's kind of a, kind of a red flag in my opinion. So where, in terms of where you, you think that he might get drafted or should get drafted, do you think he's a guy that teams should wait until maybe the second round to go after? Because I'm in some mock drafts I'm looking at, I see him at the back end of the first round. Do you think that's too high or maybe just right where you want to take a chance on a guy like Caleb Farley? Yeah, I think that's a little too high. I mean, first-round picks, those are gold in the NFL yeah. these days. So, I mean, I would, yeah, the second round would be where I would be projecting him to go, just kind of with that significant of a history. It seems tough to justify it. Dr. Nathan Natwa here, our guest here on The Word with G, talking about some of the NFL draft prospects. And speaking of the fusion surgery in the back, uh, I may have be having to get one of those. So you're saying I, I shouldn't be putting my name in the draft hat anytime soon? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's uh, yeah, chronic back pain be oh, pretty brutal. annoying. Uh, we definitely talked about that offline, though, as well, too, uh, to make sure you've gone through all of your options before getting that done. Yes, definitely. That, that's actually, as you mentioned that, that's what I was thinking. So we'll talk a little bit more off the air about that. But um, the, who, who are some other guys? And I, again, I don't know exactly which guys you've gone into and looked into in terms of injury history. So I'm going to just leave it up to you now. Give me a couple of guys with also some injury history within this that, that might go in the first round or some guys that might go in the second round that are in this draft that you've examined and give us the you know, the, the assessment of, is it a high risk, low risk, moderate risk of, of some different guys that are going to be going in the draft either tonight or this weekend? 
Yeah, definitely. We can talk about one of those one of those men out of Alabama. I went over him on my Instagram account, Fantasy Docs, kind of right before the championship game when they announced that Jalen Waddell was going to be coming back to play in that championship game. And he was clearly clearly not at forefront in that championship game if anyone had a chance to watch Bama play. They didn't really need him either based on all the performance that happened. But I think his goal was to get out there and show the teams that hey, you know, there's still about a half a year left before the draft, and I'm game-ready. Maybe not fully game-ready, but I'm able to get out there, catch some passes, run some routes, and I think he accomplished that. Uh, I think that he's honestly going to be a great prospect. I would rather have him get drafted by my Lions, which it seems like a lot of mock drafts are projecting, rather than Smith, although Smith is an electric player. It's the weight stuff, I know a lot of people don't put a lot of stock in that, but his weight is so low. Yeah. <laughs> his weight has dropped since earlier. And Waddle just reminds me a lot of a Tyree Kill type player, just with that speed and everything. So I'm not really too worried about Jalen Waddle. He had a high ankle sprain that had an accompanying fracture with it, which is not an uncommon association uh, to have a high ankle sprain and then also have a concurrent fracture of that fibula bone, which is the outside bone of your ankle. And they had a good repair. It seems like he was able to recover enough to get that game ready ahead of schedule. And I would anticipate that he spent the last six months just continuously rehabbing, conditioning, and getting back up to kind of 100% pre-injury form. There's usually a pretty good recovery from those type of injuries. Yeah, the ankle is, uh, is something that uh, you're, you're generally a little concerned of when it comes to the wide receiver because you're going to be talking flatline speed and some cutting and some, some juking and some other things. So that is obviously something to look at with uh, with Jalen Waddle now, I don't know. Um, have you dove into the center for Alabama, staying with Alabama, Landon Dickerson, who's been dealing with uh, some injuries of his own? Have you have you touched on him at all? It's some ligament damage to his knee that he's uh, he suffered in December, was unable to play down the stretch for Alabama at all. Yeah, I did jump into him a little bit, and uh, I believe they they weren't very clear on what kind of ligament damage he suffered. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he suffered it in December, it still makes it kind of vague. So there was another player that they were a little bit vague on. I think it was yeah, Walker Little. And he suffered a vague ligament injury, but he was out for the season. So you could pretty much assume at that point that mm-hmm. it was an ACL. With someone who suffers their injury about a couple weeks before the end of the season, and they're out for the end of the season. That could be that could be the MCL, that could be the ACL, it could even be the PCL, which is the posterior cruciate ligament. It's really tough to say in that situation. There was no reports of any kind of surgery, but that it could still have been a partial tear of the ACL in that situation, which doesn't require surgery as well. But the thing that I look at is, like you said before, the position matters so much too. And when you're a center, you don't, you don't need to be getting a lot of kind of fast twitch bursts. You do have to get off the line pretty fast, but it's not you're not cutting too much. You're not having to put a lot of stress on your I don't know, a lot of people are gonna a lot of people are gonna catch a lot of grief about this if I say that you don't have to put a lot of pressure on your knee as a center because you do, but you're able to brace much more effectively at it and you're able to use your muscles to kind of compensate much more. So I don't think an ACL injury even if it was that, would even impact his draft stock that much because it's a pretty kind of stationary position where you have to be able to adjust and move in small distances, but it's it's not really the same. I don't really care too much about ligament injuries in court, in pro-style quarterbacks 
or an offensive lineman. Dr. Nathan and Natwa, our guests here on The Word with G, breaking into some college football players that are going to go in the draft this weekend and assessing their injury risk. Is there anybody else that you did, you know, uh, deep dived into or dove into in terms of uh, guys that might be going in this draft that you want to uh, mention? Yeah, I was I was looking at uh, Deo Ode Yingbo. Deo Ode Yingbo. Maybe I got that right. Uh, he's this edge rusher out of Vanderbilt. And it looks like he was going to be, you know, a really high level, a high level draft. But uh, it looked like, oh yeah, he had an Achilles injury. And so it was, sounded like he was about to be a first or second round pick. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with this huge drop that it seems like he's going to probably drop to a day three pick because the Achilles biggest tendon in the body attached to one of the, one of the biggest burst muscles in the body, that gastrocnemius or that calf muscle. And honestly, that's a career killer across pretty much every single sport you can think of uh, that requires moving. So uh, it's an unfortunate that that happens so close to the draft. It looks like it happened early this year somehow. And uh, I don't think he's going to you know, be any kind of first day draft or anything like that. All right, before I let you roll, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Julio Jones. I mentioned him in the beginning uh, with somebody that you were really down on with the hamstring injury last year and him just trying to yeah. fight through that. And, and you were saying, and you came on our show and, and talk, was, was talking about, hey, you should try to trade this guy during the fantasy football season, season if you have the opportunity to do so. I did not. I wish I would have listened to you. <laughs> and um, Just talk a little bit about where he is in his his uh, rehab and coming back and what you're expecting out of a guy like Julio Jones come next year at 32. So he's getting a little bit older as a wide receiver. He's been banged up. Even though he's played a lot of games in his career, he hasn't missed a ton of games in his career, uh, but he's always de- seemed to deal with some injuries or play through in- injuries or something along those lines. So just talk to us a little bit about where you feel Julio Jones is right now. Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, I did a deep dive into Julio on that fantasy docs account on Instagram and I, I'm actually really optimistic on him this season. So a lot of people, you know, they always cite the wide receivers getting older. And I agree with that. But I took a little bit of a dive into Hall of Fame wide receivers because Julio Jones is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I think it's better to do analytics on the Hall of Fame wide receivers in the 2000s. And their average career length is about 12 and a half seasons. And Julio is entering his 11th season. And that's as a starter. That's not just being in the NFL. That's as I'm being kind of a, a high output starter. So Julio's, you know, he's still got a couple seasons left. And right now he's going at the middle of the fourth round, which I think is a great uh, target for him because uh, every game that he played in last year, he averaged a per game point total of over 16 points. So he didn't play that many, but when he managed to get out there, he was making those receptions. He was getting those yards. He didn't get the touchdowns, but he never really gets the touchdowns. It's not really that big of a deal. And wherever he gets traded, he's still that dude. And I think he's going to be a high-level wide receiver, too. That would be amazing to grab kind of in that late third-round, fourth-round swing. Do you think he's going to get traded? I think that they're, it seems like they're in a lot of cap issues in ACL. Yeah. And it seems like if they trade him after June 1st. After June or something like that. Yeah, June 1st. After that. Yeah, they, they actually save a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I think it was 7 or $8 million off their cap. So... It's possible he could, but I was saying that even if he does get traded, I'm not worried. And if he's in Atlanta, I'm I'm really high on him. So I think that he and Ridley might just switch places in terms of 
who's the number one and number two. And I think that uh, Julio will still put up great numbers there. Would be fun to see him uh, in, in green and gold, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think Rodgers would be ecstatic if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> no doubt about it. Dr. Nathan Natwa is again our guest. And uh, you can follow him up on Twitter at Natwa, M-D-N-A-T-W-A-M-D. And then on Instagram, you can get all of his incredible content up there at Fantasy Docs. Doc, I appreciate the time as always. Um, are you going to be doing anything special coming up here that you want to make the people privy to? Uh, I'm just going to start putting out more video contents. I do a lot of breakdowns of the injuries, just how to prevent them, how to treat them, and how to diagnose them. And then, yeah, I throw up a bunch of fantasy-associated content on how I feel like that it, that affects their draft positions and their outputs. And when those game injuries hit, you know, I'll be dropping the injury analysis on that. So if you like that kind of stuff, definitely feel free to give me a follow and uh, if you don't, then you don't, but it's up to you. <laughs> you can find him online as well at uh, www.natwamd.com for his blog up there. Nathan, I appreciate the time as always, man. It's great to talk to you, and I uh, look forward to talking to you a little bit more about the back issues off the air, and we'll uh, see if we can get that all straightened out because uh, it's a little bit of a scary time for yours truly right now. No, definitely, Greg. I can definitely help you out with that, and thanks for having me on. As no always. doubt. Talk definitely. We will definitely talk again soon, my friend. Be good. There he goes. Dr. Nathan Natwa, our guest here on The Word with G.